Good morning and welcome to Morning Meditations, a five to ten minute meditation to get you thinking about what God might have for you in this new day. I'm your host, Pastor Nate Cook, so we hope you'll enjoy your meditation for this morning. Good morning, this is Pastor Nate and this is your morning meditation for Friday, April the 10th, 2020. It's Good Friday today. So today we're going to read uh, from Psalm 69, verse 30 through 33. This is a psalm that's often read on Good Friday, so I'm going to read it to you. And then we'll, we may read a little more because I think we need some context. I will praise the name of God with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. This will please the Lord more than an ox or a bull with horn or hooves. Let the oppressed see it and be glad. For you who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own that are in bonds. So yeah, this psalm is a psalm that's a messianic psalm. It's um, also kind of a lament psalm. It's one that's often read on Good Friday because of some of the words of it. I want to read you a few more of the words. The beginning reminds us of the laments we talked about on Sunday. Save me, O God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I sink in the miry depths where there is no foothold. I have come into the deep waters. The floods engulf me. I am worn out calling for help. My throat is parched. And it goes on throughout it says but i pray to you in the time of your favor rescue me from the mire do not let me sink deliver me from those who hate me from the deep waters and then we see this kind of picture of jesus being crucified even you know how i am scorned this is in verse 19 disgraced and shamed all my enemies are before you scorn has broken my heart and has left me helpless i look for sympathy but there was none no comforters but for comforters, but I found none. They put gall in my food and gave me vinegar for my thirst. You can remember that on the cross. May the table before them become a snare. May it become retribution and a trap. May their eyes be darkened so they cannot see and their backs bent forever. Pour out your wrath on them. Let your fierce anger overtake them. May their place be deserted. Let there be no one to dwell in their tents. And then towards the end, we have this passage we read that says, that the Lord hears the cries of the needy. Uh, let the let the oppressed see it and be glad. You who seek God, let your hearts revive. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise those that are in bonds. And so Brigham is talking about this uh, this psalm that's often read on Good Friday and and understanding that Jesus would have known this psalm and kind of been living this psalm a little bit as he is uh, being crucified. And, and he says uh, that the psalm is, is the way that we, we tell the truth, um, that in the midst of uh, all of these things, there's a power in honesty. And so Jesus is telling the truth about true power and about true freedom. And uh, here's what Bergman says about it. So what is it that happened in that drama of power on that Friday? Do not give up the question for a heavenly transcendental transcendental transaction out beyond worldly reality so in other words that jesus was just doing some kind of divine transaction on the cross these are real people struggling over real 
power. Friday is the ultimate day in which the church asks with unblinking honesty about the moral quality of reality. Or is it just that money talks and might makes right? So what Brueggemann's getting at here is that Jesus is questioning the entire power structures in in uh, his death and in his eventual resurrection. Um, that Jesus is is showing the the ways that we live, we tend to live, and he talks about might making right and money talking, those power structures that we tend to live under, as uh, those as not being real. Um, and Jesus talks about God siding with the needy in this passage and uh, God siding with the oppressed. And so he says, Jesus stands alongside all the powerless in his abrasive power, demanding justice on earth from God. Jesus' innocence, so Jesus was crucified as an innocent man. Jesus' innocence is an expose of and a threat of every other kind of power. So this goes back even to Jesus' teaching on turning the other cheek. So when Jesus tells his people to turn the other cheek, um, one of the things that has often been speculated about that is it's not just to be weak, but it's to show evil for what it is. So when you don't resist the evil person, as Jesus taught, uh, when you lay your life down, as Jesus does on the cross, what it does is it shows the evil powers at work for what they are. And in Jesus' death, Jesus is exposing the corruption and evil that exists in this world because here's an innocent man being crucified. And so Jesus stands alongside the powerless in his abrasive power. And he said it would be it would be quite an Easter if the church resolved to come clean on this moral claim. Talk about a coup. No wonder it made the governor nervous and the crowd frantic. They killed him, but he kept praying in his dangerous, abrasive honesty. The prayer he prays insists that God will not be mocked. For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own that are in bonds. So on this Good Friday, sometimes it looks like in our world that evil is winning and that the, the systems of might makes right and the systems of money talks uh, seem to be the way that we need to jump in and get along. But God is calling his people to a different kind of life, a life that turns the other cheek, a life that even allows itself to be crucified because the power of love is greater than the power of control and the power of um, what, what ultimately becomes selfishness, sin, and death. And so Jesus on the cross lays down his life willingly to show uh, power for what it really is, and that is that love wins the day. Um, and so the prayer for today is God is the God of the poor and powerless, you have taught us how to speak in the face of inhumanity. You call us to tell the truth and expose the false orderings of power that oppress and kill. Make us bold to follow the example of Jesus and to speak your word, trusting in your justice and your deliverance. Amen. So I hope today in the midst of uh, some challenging times that what we will, what we will gather from this uh, Good Friday reading is that Although death and sin and evil seem to sometimes have their day, um, that it is through self-giving love that Jesus on the cross lays down his life, that he allows God to be the judge and the one who will bring about justice for him and trust God all the way to his own death uh, instead of taking matters into his own hands, which we know Peter 
decided to do uh, when he was arrested. Peter cut off Malchus' ear, and Jesus says, those who live by the sword will die by the sword. So that we're just called to be a different kind of people in the middle of the world. And it's easy sometimes to get confused about what kind of people we're supposed to be. But Jesus, all the way to his death, loves. Jesus forgives. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they're doing. Uh, and Jesus even turns the other cheek to the point of laying down his own life, uh, proving that the way of Jesus is the way of life. Uh, the powers of death could not hold him on that cross, which we will celebrate on Sunday. So that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day. Well, thanks again for joining us for this morning meditation. Hey, do us a favor, rate us on iTunes, or even leave some feedback about our podcast so that other listeners can know how much you enjoy your morning meditations. Hey, have a great day. Thank you.